Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at Brad Logan C-O-T-E. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now from the vault. To the pavilion, to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Let's go! Let's go! As you can imagine, a lot of speculation about Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin and all industry insiders from 247 Sports, ESPN, and the like. Really feel like that Lane Kiffin will be the next head coach at at Auburn. And there's nothing that has happened over the last couple of days that has changed their mind. So we'll leave it at that. We'll talk with Mike, uh, Espy, and Shea Hodge just in a moment as the Mike and Shea show as we break down the Ole Miss and Mississippi State game. And then also talk about Lane Kiffin and about kind of what the future holds. But I've said it on the previous podcast, and I'll say it on this one. Ole Miss was here before Lane Kiffin, and Ole Miss will be here after Lane Kiffin. This is a a job that, that people covet. This is a job that will pay you top dollar in the country, easily top ten money. This is a job that a number of coaches will want, and this is a new day at Ole Miss. And finally, if Lane Kiffin leaves, there's nothing that Ole Miss, athletic director Keith Carter, or anyone else could have done to stop it. He's done a phenomenal job. He hired Lane Kiffin. And if Lane Kiffin goes, it'll be of his own volition, and it will not be that Ole Miss did not try to keep him. So, how big of a distraction will it be for the Egg Bowl? We'll talk about it. What should Ole Miss do on a wet turf? Obviously, run the football. We'll talk with Shea and Mike about that. And we'll get to some of their favorite moments as players for Ole Miss playing in the battle for the Golden Egg. Today's podcast brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events. Bet Online, where the game starts. You use that promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Coming to you today from the Debbie Johnson studio. Debbie, of course, is a real estate agent with Kessinger Real Estate. Give her a call on her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Debbie Johnson, our real estate agent. She could be yours today on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. And today is the Mike and Shea Show. Coming up right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network.
Today's show is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas Casino and Poker Games. It's really easy to get started. Just head on over to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up today. Use our promo code Believe50, B L E A V 50, and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. But online where the game starts. Hi, this is Brad Logan. The Grove Collective's mission is to support, elevate, and protect the well-being of all our student-athletes through a wide range of NIL opportunities and initiatives at Ole Miss. The Collective was established to deliver a best-in-class NIL experience that is worthy of the student-athletes who give their all for Ole Miss. This consolidated and sustainable model provides premium access and experiences between our members, corporate partners, and our athletes. To support all Ole Miss athletes and their NIL platforms, visit thegrovecollective.com. That's the grovecollective.com. Join our team, become a member today. Third and six. Wide open down the far side. Shea Hodge will go the distance. Touchdown Ole Miss. There are no flags. 85 huge yards. Manning from the shotgun. Right over the middle, has it complete at the 10, at the 5, touchdown Mike Esmond. Alongside Mike Gespie and Shea Hodge coming to you on the Mike and Shea Show. And let's just say it's been a pretty adventurous the last couple of days after the Rebels laid an egg up in Fayetteville. We'll get to it in just a moment. I want to tell you about our friends at Bet Online. Basketball is back. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your betting, uh, betting needs. You'll find the, the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And your continued source for all sports wagering information. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Head on over to betonline.ag, join and receive your 50% welcome bonus, your very first deposit. Make sure to use that promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, to receive your rewards today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Mike Shea, the Rebels at one point trailing the Arkansas Razorbacks 42 to 6. That was Man. that was hard to watch, Mike. That and Shay, that was hard to see a, a team just so ill prepared against the Arkansas Razorbacks. Man, it was like it was like watching a train wreck. You know, it was um, you know, as you watch the game, you're looking at it and you're like, okay, okay, we could come, we could get another score, we could come back. But then Arkansas was just laying the hammer down. Look, I think I, I don't really have any explanation for it other than that's one you throw away, man. Unfortunately, that's just the way I got to look at it. You got to throw that one away. I think Shay said on the last show he he spoke to KJ Jefferson, and he's a he's a he's a running back essentially up back there and playing in the cold. Man, he's a hard man to tackle. Then if you let him extend the play, uh, extend the pocket, you got trouble. So that's essentially what happened. Aside from Rodriguez, right? Not Rodriguez. What's the running back? Yeah, he ran it down our throat. Craig, right. yeah, Rodriguez. Yeah, he ran around down our throat, so <laughs> it was just all bad, man. So let's throw that one in the trash. I seen a little, yeah. different, I seen a little different. Um, 
<clears throat> I wouldn't say we weren't prepared. Um, I would say that some things didn't go our way in the beginning that gave them momentum. You know, we well, I think it was seven to zero, and then we had the ball. And I think we go down and score, and we actually score, and they got called back. I mean, <clears throat> I may not say these in the right sequence, but basically, we scored twice, which would either tie the game or made it a seven point game. And both of those calls got called back. One time we ended up getting three, and the other time we ended up getting zero at the beginning of the game, and we couldn't stop them in the, initially. They gave them momentum. They just ran the ball down, throw it in the beginning. I think towards the middle and the end, we started to slow them down and we started to score some points and started to get some things going. And I think just that momentum in the beginning that, that catapulted them to that big enough lead to where they can um, sustain it ultimately at the end. And, Mike, taking a look at where this season is right now, you have a big win over Kentucky, obviously Vanderbilt, Georgia Tech. You fall to the, the two better programs that you face in LSU and, of course, Alabama, you beat Auburn, you beat Texas A&M. We're not sure how good those programs are. We we knew there was a lot of off-the-field stuff, and we'll get to Lane Kiffin in, in, later on in the program. But you knew the program, you knew the team needed to be focused coming in to the game against Arkansas, Mike. Do you, how much of the off-the-field stuff you think played into the Rebels uh, just playing so poorly on the road? You know, um, I don't know. Um, you can look at it and obviously there's a lot going on off the field. You can, you can look at it and based off their plays, say that it had a, a lot of distractions, but man, look, this is a good team, but if you look at the wins, uh, and then you look at the losses, uh, you know, our schedule was pretty light early on in the year, right? We got out to what? Eight, no, not eight, no. We got out to a, um, a pretty good record and then we started to hit primetime SEC play. Uh, and then we beat Auburn and Texas A&M, which right now those programs are not where they kind of historically are. Um, I think that, you know, if you look at it, what Lane Kiffin has done, uh, kind of with this depleted roster from last year, including a Matt Corral, right? You come into this year, I expected them to do better, but I also think that they have superseded what some people thought they would be at this point this year. Um, you know, I don't believe- I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mike. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to say. I mean, let's go ahead and get into it. I mean, you know, the elephant in the room is Lane Kiffin will not commit to Ole Miss. And we had a chance to visit with him in the – both the. well, I didn't have a chance to, to see the postgame. I listened to it. I was I was zoomed in. But I didn't have a chance to see the postgame press conference on Monday. And he was asked a question once again, but yet he has not committed to signing the extension. We know uh, as we record and to be transparent with all of the listeners and the folks watching, we're recording on Tuesday night. And there are reports that this afternoon, Tuesday afternoon, Lane Kiffin received an offer. So there are a lot of moving parts here, Mike and and Shay. And right now the Ole Miss program is in the hands of Keith Carter. And what do you do if you're Keith Carter right now, Mike? I mean, listen, I think we could all look at here and say, man, all he has to do is say I'm committed to Ole Miss and squash a lot of it or the other way. But from my perspective, look, man, I think he's doing to a degree what what he has to do. He needs to – I think he has to weigh his options. Uh, you know, coming in, you've got a big game with the Egg Bowl. You don't want to kind of make any rash decisions or put anything out there right now. Let's play this game. And then you have a little, you have a little bit of time, right? Um, before you have to make that decision. 
I think Ole Miss has stepped up to the plate in terms of the offer that they've given him. And look, time will tell. We'll see what decision he makes left or right. But if you're Keith Carter, uh, you got to kind of look at it and say, hey, man, we've got one regular season game. Then we've obviously got a bowl game. Let's, with that bridge, if the, if we got to cross the bridge where he's going to leave, then we'll cross it when we get there. But right now, let's just focus on what we have in front of us. Let's control what we can control. You know, Lane Shay- even hasn't made any decisions, so. Yeah, and, and Shay, I want to come to you and talk about the player perspective. Uh, what are the players, in your opinion, thinking with all the outside noise? We know that the team didn't play well in Fayetteville. I think there are a number of factors. I think the outside noise is just one of those factors. But heading into the Egg Bowl, as a player, how do you handle all this? Um, it's tough. <clears throat> I um, have a perspective, a personal perspective of it, um, which of hearing your coach may get fired, you know, what happened, what happened with Coach O. You know, all that uncertainty we had then, um, I think it played in our minds and some of the reasons why they, we clinched up at the end and we ended up losing that game my sophomore year and him getting fired, ultimately getting fired. So I can imagine from that perspective that the players, you know, they're wondering, like, what's next? Like, hey, what did he, what happens if he leaves? You know, what happens if he stays great, which I'm hoping is what he do. But, you know, I know the players are thinking, like, man, where do I go if he leaves? Do I follow him? You know, do I go, you know, do I stay at Ole Miss? Do I go somewhere else that, that was recruit me out of high school? So I think um, outside looking in, I do think that plays a factor. And then from um, my perspective of going through that in a different way, but, you know, just the, it's still the same common denominator, uncertainty. You know, they don't know what's going on, what's going to happen. So I think that did probably play a, a role in how we played. But I think it really didn't. You know, I think it's just some untimely penalties at the wrong time, you know, on scoring drives, well, on scoring plays. Mike, kind of piggybacking on that question to Shea, from a player perspective, how much do the – does playing Mississippi State in the rivalry, although there are not a ton of, of Mississippi players, everyone understands the importance of this game from an Ole Miss perspective. Does that lend itself to help Ole Miss to not have so much off the field distractions, understanding it's a home game, it's the last game? And can you kind of battle and kind of get the troops together regardless of what's going on outside the outside the program? You know, I think – Oh, I think obviously what Lane Kiffin says, the pro mindset. Um, uncertainty is a huge distraction, just with anything in life. So like, you can t- take that and put it in any category in everybody's lives. But I think the one constant is, and they hear, they have always maintained, is have that pro mindset. You know, things happen, man. It's a, this is a business, right? So you have to to walk in with that perspective and go out and do your one of 11, do your job and control what you can control. And where the chips fall, that's where they fall. Shay, how much does this bleed down to the assistant coaches, the support staff, the strategists and everyone uh, involved around the program, not just the players, not just the head coach and maybe the coordinators, but the remainder of the staff, how much uh, does this factor in all the outside noise? Um, I'm a hope that those guys are using the pro mindset, you know, just control what you <laughs> controlling what you can't control. I got ton time. Um, I'm hope they're not worrying about, you know, this is a good thing either way for them. You know, if they stay great, you know, you in a comfortable spot where you used to be in. And if they leave, if coach leave, I mean, they're probably going to go with him. You know, he's going to probably bring his whole staff with him. Just like I remember coach um, Nutt coming to us. At Ole Miss and most of the staff were the same staff he had at um, Arkansas. So I don't think it should be much, you know, uncertainty with them other than like their kids and stuff changing schools or something or them just getting used to some, you know, like a, a new, a new, 
a new place. Um, maybe someone won't go with them. Now, those guys that may be on the brink, you know, right there at the cutting edge, you know, because, you know, it's a business still, you know, you got to perform and some people gonna perform that he liked and some people didn't and maybe he may change up his staff. But other than that, you know, if they did a good job, I think they don't have any uncertainty. They shouldn't have any. Mike, let's get to the game in and of itself. Mississippi State, a program that's had some ups and downs this year, but Mike Leach and his head coach is 0-2 against Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels. How important is, it, is this game to Mike and the Mississippi State team this year, in your opinion? Oh, it's very, very important. Obviously, like you said, they're 0-2 against Ole Miss, right? Uh, you know, not a lot of people are high on um, uh, the air raid system in the SEC as it is. Uh, you know, Will Rogers is doing a great job over there with it, but this is a this is a big time game for him. I don't really. I, this is my perspective. I don't see if they lose this game. I, I think that we could probably be sitting here talking about replacing Mike Leach as well, right? I think Mike Leach and Lane came in the same years, right? Mm-hmm. So it it would it would kind of be ironic if it if it ended with both of them being gone the same year as well. Uh, Shay, kind of coming to you, uh, coming at this. I guess let's look at it both from an Ole Miss and a Mississippi State perspective. You know, and Mike said it a little bit earlier, the Rebels were 7-0, and had the world by the tail, and things kind of fall off a little bit after the schedule gets a whole lot better. You can almost salvage a pretty darn good season if the Rebels can win. On the flip side for Mississippi State, 0-2 under Mike Leach, they need this one as well. There's a lot of dynamics at play. You know, you look at the weather, it's supposed to be cold, and of course it's supposed to be raining. That maybe favors Ole Miss. What are you thinking? Um, from, um, a standpoint of like wins and losses, like for, um, for Lane, you know, I think we still have a chance to win 10 games this year. Right. I think mm-hmm. we count the bowl. So boom, that's a big time thing. And then piggybacking off what he said in his interview after the game. It's a lot of people coming back. That's a young team. It's not like we got a bunch of people leaving. So, you know, 10 wins this year. And if, 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 if the narrative is that he stays there, that catapults him into the next season, they're only going to get better players. Well, more players and better play, more players and more depth. So they're only gonna get better. On the Mississippi State side, yes, they gotta win. He gotta win this game. I mean, they only gave Moorhead two years and he went two and oh, you know, in this game. And I think going oh and three in this game would be very, very hard for um Leach to come back from. I don't know if they're talking about letting him go or not, but uh I just know this game matters in, in keeping your job. Oh and three is not gonna be a good thing for him. Um, as far as the game, you said about the game, I think it does play in our favor. I heard about the um the weather and the raining, and we know we um, most of a dominant run team. We run the ball very well, and it's going to play to our um, advantage. Other than trying to grab a wet ball and trying to throw it all around the, you know, around the field, so that definitely plays in our favor with the weather and everything. But um, still got to execute. It's still a rivalry game, man. They might come out and run the ball well, also. You know, they had a couple good games running the ball. You know, I seen early in the year, so and yeah, they beat Arkansas. You know, I was there. You know, they had to back up quarterback, not KJ in, but still, you know, KJ does make a big a big difference, but. They still ran the ball on me, had a great game against them also running. So you never know. It's a rivalry game. Uh, st- Statistics-wise, it, it, it's in our favor. We're the running team. We're the better running team. The weather goes right along with the running. So um, hoping our guys come out and have a great day. Mike, what's Ole Miss have to do to win this game on Thursday night? Shay said to run the ball down their throat. It's going to be wet. It's going to be cold. And against Arkansas, we had two 200-yard rushers. You know what I mean? So they just have to do what they do and do what they do best. Don't change anything up. Ball control. Uh, put pressure on Will Rogers. Uh, you know, make it tough for Will from the defensive side. 
But I think from an offensive perspective, run the ball down their throat, do what you do, man. And I think in these weather, in these conditions, that that'll help put us on top, man. Got a few minutes left, Shay. Definitely want to come to you. I know you played in a lot of egg bowls. What's your favorite moment? Uh, the catch um, my senior year. Um, they almost won the ESPYs. Um, I tipped it up over the guy head. Um, came down with it. So I have to say that's like my biggest, biggest um play I ever made in the um egg bowl, and something I'll never forget. Uh, Mike, coming to you, the egg bowl. A lot of memories I know for you and Shay. What's one that really stands out for you? Man, I would honestly say my freshman year, uh, we had a home game against them. It was my first Egg Bowl. Really didn't know what to expect. Heard a lot of hype about it. They had uh, Darren Williams, that poo. Uh, he was on the other side, man, rest in peace. And, you know, we were both out there young, man, and we were just jawing the whole time. So, like, that was my my biggest memory, just having that, that initial first experience with the Egg Bowl. Shay, you and Mike, and I'll come to you first, you do a lot with the young people in the state of Mississippi, and I think it's really cool. You guys give back a lot ever since you uh, kind of hung the cleats up. How important was this game for you personally playing in this game, uh, playing at Ole Miss against Mississippi State, bragging rights as a Mississippian? How important was this game to you? I was big because, you know, being from the state of Mississippi, you want to run your city. I mean, you want to run your state, not city. You want to run your state. Um, it's just kind of like we came from a robbery in high school with me with Morton and Forrest, and it was kind of like the same. It felt the same. You want those bragging rights for the um for the whole year, and especially anybody bring the game up. You want to be able to brag about it. Um, I think it's more for the fans too. You know, our our um our fan base is like really like hate each other, or like they show a lot of hatred to each other, even when it boils down to jobs. You know, like they'll pick an old Miss alumni over a state alumni who may have more credentials the other way, you know, it just, hey, he went to Ole Miss, so I want him, you know. So I know it's huge for our fans and our fans um, amp the games up, you know, the more they cheer, the louder they are, the more we want to do. It's just the nature of the beast. And, um, you know, just coming out with that win, man, you always be able to brag and talk noise to everybody that you're around because everybody's normally either a state fan or an Ole Miss fan. So it's something you just want to have on your side um, going into, going through the year. Mike, I know you played both in Oxford and in Starkville. Uh, not had to, not Rebel fans not gonna have to deal with Cowbell on Thursday night. But how difficult was it playing in Mississippi State, and how much did the win when you guys beat Ole Miss, when you guys beat Mississippi State? How important was that to you? Man, it was mostly annoying, right? To this day, I hear Cowbell. I I have bad feelings because I don't like the Cowboys. It's one of the most Cowbells is one of the most annoying. Sounds ever, man, but it was huge to beat them. Big time rivalry game. You know, I talk trash on Twitter here and there to Mississippi State guys I didn't even play against, right? So the rivalry is there, but like Shay said, man, the fans are, it, it's some hate. It is some hate going on between this. So, man, they, them boys, they just got to go out, reinvigorate the rivalry, go ahead and play ball, man, and, and we're going to come out on top, how to tie it, and Lane Kiff is going to stay. You see, I got on the lane train uh, pullover. So, I'm with it. Let's don't, go, Lane. Don't steal our coach. <laughs> Shay, I want to come to you. Uh, it's prediction time here on the Believe It On This podcast brought to you by Bet Online. What's your prediction for the game on Thursday? I keep saying the same thing. 31-17 Ole Miss. Ooh, I like that. 31-17 Ole Miss. And I'm assuming they've got a couple of rushers over 100 yards, maybe 150. Without a doubt. I'm thinking um, Jenkins 185, and I'm thinking uh, Evans going to come away with like 125. Um, I've said it all year, man. They need each other. They um, that's like the 
the biggest one-two punch run, you know, Ronnie Brown, Cadillac Williams, Lindell mm-hmm. White, Reggie Bush. I, they like that. They they remind me of those two, those type of runners. And Mike, coming to you, what do you expect on Thursday? Who comes out on top and how are they going to do it? 28-21, Ole Miss. Uh, Juckins rushes over 200. Zach Evan rushes for 110. And then surprisingly, because of the weather, we're going to have over a 100-yard receiver. I don't know if it's going to be Mingo or Malik Heath. I'll probably say, I'll probably say this game is going to be Mingo. Yeah, and before we get out of here, I know both of you guys know Malik Heath really well. How excited is he uh, for the game on Thursday? Man, listen, I mean, you can only imagine, right? Um, this I don't think it's really any players that have transferred from Mississippi State to Ole Miss or vice versa. And he's like the only one. So you can imagine. I'm just I'm thankful that this is a home game for Ole Miss and not in Starkville because I don't know what the reception would be like over there. Man, he's excited, man, to go out and play ball. You know, we text. I could tell he's focused, man, because we gibber and just kind of joke around with little stuff. But when he's locked in, he's locked in. And so I think he's going to go out there and do his thing. Both those guys, Shea Hodge, and, of course, Mike Espy here on the Mike and Shea Show, they're picking the Rebels to win. And it's going to be a, a, a ground-and-pound game. I'm picking the Rebels as well. I think it may be a little more high scoring than that, but I think the Rebels win at least by two scores. Grateful for our friends at Bet Online tonight. Bet Online basketball is back and it remains your number one sport for all your sports betting needs this season. Remember, use that promo code Believe to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Bet Online where the game starts. Gentlemen, thank you very much. We'll visit next week. It's Ole Miss and Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl on Thursday. We'll talk to you soon right here on the Mike and Shea Show on the Believe and Ole Miss Podcast Network. And thanks very much to Mike Espy and Shea Hodge for joining us here on the Mike and Shea Show. Great analysis about the Egg Bowl, and, and what I really like is the player side of things, what they remember playing in the rivalry game. And it's a big one, and it's a big one that's surrounded by uncertainty. So you hope the players come out, play hard, and understand the importance of playing in the Egg Bowl. We've had some feelers out there with some players, and from what we understand, they're excited about the opportunity to play in a rivalry game. I mean, I know that's the right thing to say. Do they truly mean it? It's going to be interesting. Kickoff uh, is, of course, Thanksgiving night on the Ole Miss Radio Network. And, of course, it's also on ESPN. It's the Egg Bowl, Ole Miss and Mississippi State. The last game of the year. And hopefully we'll have some type of answers officially from Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin. Look forward to talking with you next week on the Mike and Shea Show as we dissect the Egg Bowl and look forward to the bowl game and who the coach is was or might be right here on the Mike and Shea Show, a part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast on the Believe Network.
been listening to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. Be sure and check us out on Twitter at BradLoganCOTE and at Believe Podcasts, as well as Facebook, Brad Logan Media. From the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.